0: What about Thanksgiving? And I would ask you in the balcony this morning, uh, at the end of this message, we are going to take communion together, so if you'd want to get a cup, uh, you can do that at your leisure. They're over on the side tables. American Heritage Dictionary defines Thanksgiving as this, an act of giving thanks, an expression of gratitude, especially to God, Thursday is our our national holiday, which is Thanksgiving. And the vast majority of us will, is that okay, Mark, where I got that, or it don't matter? I could hook it on my lip, but it might be painful. I don't know, our other um, microphone went kind of belly up this morning, but it's probably because I touched it. The vast majority of us will gather as families to eat like pigs on Thursday. Is there an amen to that? And one of the the words that will not be tossed around the table is moderation, so we won't be talking about that. But we will. But here's the question. Will we remember God as he should be remembered? I think sometimes God gets pushed off to the side in such celebrations. Will our families give him the thanks and praise he most assuredly deserves? Will we all express our gratitude? I pray that we will. God has given men a responsibility other than he has given women. As the head of the family, I hope you fathers and grandfathers explain to your children and grandchildren the reason that we celebrate the national holiday with our families. In the Jewish tradition, the family celebrates the Passover meal together, and it's called the Seder, and it means order. And the meal is called this because it's done in a certain order which takes us from slavery to freedom by God's own hand. And we can almost form a correlation between our Thanksgiving celebration and the Seder, actually. Listen to the correlation in Exodus 12, verses 24 through 27. Remember, these instructions are permanent and must be obeyed by you and your descendants forever. When you arrive in the land the Lord has promised to give you, you will continue to celebrate this festival. Then your children will ask, What does all this mean? What is this ceremony about? And you will reply, It is the celebration of the Lord's Passover, for he passed over the homes of the Israelites in Egypt. And though he killed the Egyptians, he spared our families and did not destroy us. Then all the people bowed their heads and worship. But the question is, what will you tell your children or grandchildren Thursday if they ask, what is Thanksgiving about? Here is how the Jewish fathers explained it to their children about Passover in Exodus 13, starting with verse 8. During these festival days each year, you must explain to your children why you celebrate, why you are celebrating. Say to them, this is a celebration of what the Lord did for us when we left Egypt. This annual festival will be a visible reminder to you like a mark branded on your hands or your forehead. Let it remind you always to keep the Lord's instructions in your minds and on your lips. After all, it was the Lord who rescued you from Egypt with great power. So celebrate this festival at the appointed time each year. Well, we realize, if we know history at all, that our forefathers did not face slavery in Europe, but they faced great religious persecution. They came to America to be able to worship their God in freedom. On that first Thanksgiving in Plymouth Colony in 1623, they gathered to express their thanksgiving and their gratitude to God for their freedom to worship as they saw fit and for their survival. In that harsh landscape, Native Americans helped these early Americans survive and they shared food and family and techniques. That's one of the reasons, I guess I'm so proud to be an American, is the generosity that America has shown not only within the country, but the world. Of all the aid and all the help and all that we've done, and I'm not patting ourselves on the back, I'm just saying, compared to other countries, it's amazing what America has done and what, continues, what we continue to do. We, we are a country of sharers. Here, here's, a, here's a clip with some children, and I think you kind of get, get the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah. couldn't read what that said either, so I looked it up. There's <laughs> <laughs> some Swedish, Swedish, I believe. The caption says this, solutions are closer than you think. You know, God's solutions are closer than we think. We're just ask and be thankful for them. But I hope you as adults share with your young people what you as a family have to be thankful for. What if about Thanksgiving. That is chords about God. Psalm 66, 1 through 5. Shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. Tell the world how glorious he is. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds, your enemies, cringe before your mighty power. Everything on earth will worship you. They will sing your praises, shouting your name in glorious songs. Come and see what our God has done, what awesome miracles he does for his people. In verses 8 and 9. Let the whole world bless our God and sing aloud His praises. Our lives are in His hands, and He keeps our feet from stumbling. Verses 16 through 20. Come and listen, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what He did for me. For I cried out to Him for help, praising Him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, my Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayers. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer and did not withdraw his unfailing love from me. This is what we share with our children. Verse 16 is profound. Come and listen all you who fear God and I will tell you what he did for me. We tell of our God's stories and our blessings and we think about Thanksgiving. Here's four ideas about Thanksgiving. First of all, Thanksgiving seems to blend together that all we Americans hold precious and dear without the sham and plastic of commercialism. Shopping malls jump from Halloween to Christmas. It's spooks to Santa, pumpkins to presents, orange and black to red and green. It's doubtful that any of us have ever seen or ever will see a pilgrim hype. Merchants are pretty mute when Thanksgiving rolls around. But they got something waiting in the wings called Black Friday. Who who in here is honest enough to raise your hand and say that you venture out on Black Friday to go shopping? God bless you women. There's an honest bunch in here. I didn't see very many guys' hands. But I have to admit that I might go. But I won't be doing any shopping. I'll just be hauling my women around so they won't have to walk very far. I sit and drink coffee and read and take my sermon or whatever, but uh, nonetheless, it's out there. Second, Thanksgiving highlights the home and family. It's it's synonymous with stuff that can be found only at home. The warmth of a fireplace, early morning fussing around in the kitchen, kids and grandkids, long-distance calls, family reunions, singing around the piano, holding hands, and praying before that special meal. And the Cowboys versus the Chargers and the Redskins versus the Giants. There's always football, it seems. Maybe a touch football game in the backyard or friends dropping over for pumpkin pie or homemade rolls and six million calories. And something that our family has enjoyed, uh, thanks to my m- uh, mother-in-law, Opal Marie, who's spending Thanksgiving in heaven. She has something she made called Heavenly Hash. It's real whipped cream with grapes and nuts and bananas and small marshmallows and I just about OD on it. It won't be a half hour an hour after we're done. I go get a plate and it just, it's just heaped up. It's just, it's just the best thing in the world, actually. So if you see that they've rushed me to Union Hospital for a sugar overdose, you'll know what happened. And Thanksgiving's a time of quiet reflection. Upon the past and an annual reminder that God has, again, ever been so faithful. It seems like the solid and simple things of life are brought into clear focus. We've not got other things to focus on that day so, so that everything else fades into insignificance. To me, it, it is, is sitting around that, your table with, with your family. And for some folks, they don't see their family that much, but they do on that day. Thanksgiving is good for our roots. It deepens them and strengthens them and thickens them. It, making our trunks and limbs more secure in spite of the threatening gale of our times and some of the things and the chaos that's going on in our world. The meal, the memories, the music. Thanksgiving brings has a way of blocking out maybe some of our selfishness and ushering in a sincere part of gratitude and joy in our hearts. Third, it drips with nostalgia. Battles won by our forefathers, our grandparents, our parents to give us freedom and independence. Thanksgiving also takes us back to a simple slice of life over 390 years ago when our forefathers and our foremothers realized their dependence on each other to survive. With Thanksgiving comes a surge of renewed patriotism, a quiet inner peace that whispers, I am proud to be an American and and I, I, I hope that 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 is strong in our country today with so many things that's going on that seems to take us away from that. But Thanksgiving kind of brings us back. Charles Swindoll writes, and I quote, I recall as a little boy with a cowlick of snow white hair on my forehead, standing erect in my classroom and repeating the Pledge of Allegiance one Thanksgiving season. Our nation was at war and times were hard. My teacher had lost her husband on the blood-washed shores of Normandy. And as we later bowed our heads for prayer, she wept aloud. I did, too. All the class joined in. She stumbled through one of the most moving expressions of gratitude and praise that ever emerged from a soul plunged in pain. At that time in my young life, I fell strangely in love with thanksgiving, lost in sympathy and a boy's pity for his teacher. I walked home very slowly that afternoon. Although only a child, I had profound feelings of gratitude for my country, my friends, my school, my church, my family. And I swore before God and that I would fight to the end to keep this land free from foes who would want to take away America's distinctives and the joys of living in this good land. I have never forgotten my childhood promise. I never shall, end of quote. And I, hopefully Thanksgiving puts steel into our patriotic veins. It reminds us of a great heritage. It carries us back with numbing nostalgia to that first dreadful winter at Plymouth where less than half the handful of people survived. It speaks in clear, crisp tones of forgotten terms like integrity, bravery, respect, faith, vigilance, dignity, honor, freedom, discipline, sacrifice, and godliness. Its his historic halls echo with the voices of Washington, Franklin, Jefferson, Adams, Henry, Lee, Lincoln, and Jackson, who challenge us to trim off the fat of indolence, compromise, and passivity. And the stigma of strife. It gives depth and relevance to these 19th century words of Catherine Lee Bates. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. For purple mountain majesties above the fluted plain. Oh, beautiful for patriot dream that sees beyond the years. Thine alabaster cities gleam undimmed by human tears. America, America, God shed his grace on thee. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. A few times that Diane and I have been to Arlington National Cemetery, and many of you have been there. We were at Normandy at the American Cemetery, where our own Joe Mantella's father is buried. The Ham American Cemetery in Luxembourg where Patton's buried, the Vietnam Wall. But as you enter these places or walk up to them, pure nostalgia washes over you as you reflect on those brave men and women whose bodies lie between white crosses, veterans who's fought and died that you and I might be free. And we consider those statements who hammered out our laws on the anvil of wisdom, compassion, and human dignity. Fourth and finally, Thanksgiving turns our head upward. Just the word Thanksgiving prompts the spirit of humility, genuine gratitude to God for his mercy, his abundance, his protection, his smile of favor. If this holiday is no other, we count our blessings and run out of time before we exhaust the list. And best of all, life simplifies itself. As Thanksgiving, we come back to the soil, the sun, and the rain, which combine their efforts to produce the miracle of life and food for our stomachs and shelter for our bodies. Direct gifts from God. So, from the annals of a rich history, there has been preserved this announcement, which was made 394 years ago, and it says it all to all you pilgrims, in so much as the great father has given us this year an abundant harvest of Indian corn, wheat, beans, squashes, and garden vegetables, and has made the forest to abound with game and the sea with fish and clams, and in so much as he has protected us from the ravages of the savages, has spared us from pestilence and disease, has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience, now, I, your magistrate, do proclaim that all ye pilgrims with your wives and little ones do gather at ye meeting house on ye hill between the hours of 9 and 12 in the daytime on Thursday, November, ye 29th of the year of our Lord, 1623, and the third year since ye pilgrims landed on ye pilgrim rock, there to listen to ye pastor and render thanksgiving to ye almighty God for all of his blessings. William Bradford, governor of Plymouth Colony, 1623. When your children ask, what does Thanksgiving mean? You should have your answer ready. To explain why we are celebrating, we need to read Psalm 66 out loud to all who sits at our tables. Verses 1 and 2 says, Shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. Tell the world how glorious he is. Verse 5 says, Come and see what our God has done, what awesome miracles he does for his people. And then verse 16. Come and listen all ye you who fear God and I will tell you what he did for me. That is our God's story. And now let's go to the Lord's table together. After I read the scripture we won't take communion then. I'll wait for a few moments and I'll finish up and I'll tell you when. 1 Corinthians 11:23 through 26. For this is what the Lord himself said and I pass it on to you just as I received it. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took a loaf of bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and you, sealed by the shedding of my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often and as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. For what did Jesus give thanks, and how was this possible in light of the coming events? He knew full well that in a short time he would be betrayed by one of his own disciples, forsaken by the other eleven, denied by Peter, unjustly tried, falsely accused, and put to a horrible death. Yet he gave thanks. Does this not teach you and I a lesson this morning? Whatever life may throw at us, we can still thank God having the assurance that his all-sufficient, sustaining grace will see us through. For what did he give thanks? We are not told, so we can only conjecture. Could it be that he was thankful that now God was bringing to fruition his redemptive system that he had been preparing for centuries? Or could it be he was thankful that God would sustain him through these trying times, that even though they would slay him, he would be raised by God's power? Whatever the reason, we too can look up and give thanks that we now have an atoning sacrifice for our sins and one who will speak to the Father in our defense, pleading our case before the righteous judge. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the assurance that your grace will see us through the trials of this life because we have many. We thank you for the example Jesus gave for having an attitude of thankfulness, no matter what trials may present themselves in our future. Thank you, God, just now for this memorial service so we can focus on what your Son did for us. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen.